0: Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Hi again, and welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Green, and this week we're talking about channeling creativity through independence. I want you to think for a minute about how you learned the creative things you know. Maybe someone taught you. Maybe you learned online or took a class. Maybe you just fumbled your way forward and figured it out. The way we learn something can have an effect on our ideas going forward. Were you taught to follow the rules to the letter? Were you taught to throw caution to the wind? Have you ever thought about the ways that those first lessons might affect the kind of maker you are today? We come to creativity and making in many different ways. So let me tell you a little bit about my experience. When I was a little girl, I was lucky enough to get to participate in a program called 4-H. I think it's unique to the U.S. and it's more common in rural areas, which is where I grew up, but it was a program designed to provide educational and hands-on learning opportunities to young people that would help foster life skills. Through 4-H, I learned baking, sewing, home economics, embroidery, ceramics, so many things. Much of what I learned was quite creative, and I credit those wonderful community volunteers who took the time to mentor me in many of the traditional arts that I still love today. Programs like this are designed to teach you a correct way to do things and to pass off those skills or even be judged on them at the county fair. There is a definite advantage to doing things the way you were taught, the right way, if you wanted to get a blue ribbon at the fair, which I did. This also reminds me a bit of my 7th grade home economics class in which we learned some of the finer details of sewing and I sewed myself a sage green, yep, drop waist jumper with little brown teddy bears all over it. I still have the dress to this day and it's every bit as awesome as it sounds. It's definitely the kind of thing a 7th grader in the 1980s would sew for herself When you look on the inside, my seams are quite nice. They're almost perfect. My curves are clipped beautifully. I have to say, I think I was a better seamstress when I was in seventh grade than I am now because now I rush through the process so much. It even has pockets. And I still rely on the skills I learned in that class. Thank you. A shout out to Mrs. Cox, my middle school home ec teacher. It was a great learning experience. But again, the focus was on getting the grade, doing it right, doing it the way I was taught. On the flip side, I was taught to knit by my grandma Marjorie, and she empowered me with a different set of creative tools. She taught me to finagle, fiddle, fudge, make do, be resourceful, and above all else, accomplish what I set out to do no matter what it took. She didn't teach me a set of strict rules. In fact, she didn't even give me a book of guidelines or basics in the beginning. Instead, she just taught me the few things I needed to know to start, and then she urged me forward to navigate the rest on my own. And of course, books and resources came after, but it was really about learning to navigate my own way. So these two different types of learning experiences helped me find my sweet spot somewhere in the middle where I understand and honor the need for tradition and boundaries, but I recognize the value of bending and even sometimes breaking the rules in order to get the results I envision. So what I'm saying is I'm here to encourage you today to be the boss of your creativity Being taught to do things the right way has value, and there are times when those skills really come in handy. But that's not the only way to do things, and there's liberation in knowing that you can modify and be resourceful and experiment. I always say that knowing the rules is important because you have to know them and know why they're there in order to have enough information to know which ones you can break and when. Here's the thing though, sometimes when we're taught to color inside the lines, so to speak, it's really hard to do anything but that. But forging your own creative path, finding your own unique voice and your independence from what's been done before can be incredibly liberating. Playing by the rules can be a bit stifling. And I know for creative people, being told what you can and can't do can put a damper on new ideas. So at the same time, having no parameters at all is a bit too open-ended. We definitely benefit from boundaries, and we flourish when we know how our creativity can ebb and flow in a way that both honors the, the boundaries and the important rules, but then allows new ideas. It's kind of a dance. So what are some rules with regard to creativity that you've accepted as just being part of the territory Sometimes we accept them so readily that we don't even stop to think about them. These rules might come in the form of phrases that sound like, this is how it's always done. You can't do that. That won't work. That's not the right way. That's not what the pros do. No one does it like that. Or everybody else does it this way. What I found is that when it comes to creativity, many of the rules, and I say that in quotes, are actually opinions. Don't let someone's opinion be the reason your creativity can't spread its wings. So today I'm going to give you three practical tips for liberating your creativity so that you can navigate what's what works for you and find your sweet spot and your creative independence. First, get comfortable asking why. Some rules are there for a reason. Someone walked this path before you and they figured out that if you do this thing or that thing, disaster is waiting on the other side. That's, to be honest, rarely the case, but sometimes, sometimes it is. I often give this advice to my knitting community when it comes to knitting a swatch before they start their sweater. It's a little piece of knitting where you can calculate the stitches and make sure you're gonna end up with the right size. It's a rule I really believe in, but it's some of the rules I don't believe in. And so it's not always the case that everything has to be done a certain way. There are some rules, so-called rules, that I don't think are as hard and fast as we've been led to believe. That might be related to which types of materials you can use or which step you have to do first, how something is constructed, or how much you can charge for something you've made. Not only that, but as crafting continues to evolve and as new ideas take shape, sometimes the old rules don't apply anymore. When you're starting to feel like the rules are cramping your style or getting in the way of you doing your best work, ask why those rules are there in the first place. Sometimes bending tradition might work in your favor. Knowing why guidelines are there can make it easier to decide Which rules are really necessary and which ones are flexible? The truth is there is a lot more flexibility than we realize. I meet so many people who knit who were taught by someone who told them there's one right way to do it. And that's just simply not true. There's more than one way to hold your needles and more than one way to wrap your yarn and more than one way to get the results you want with your project. So when in doubt, ask why. Find out the reason the rules are there so you can decide if and when you want to break them. And if you love the rules and they don't feel stifling at all, then by all means, stick with the program. The important thing is to know you have options. Number two, take a vacay from the echo chamber. Let me explain. An echo chamber is a closed empty room where one voice shouts and the same voice echoes back. So basically you're just hearing the same thing over and over. The problem with this is that it limits you from having a fresh perspective and it can make it difficult to see other options when you feel stuck. One of the things I found to be really valuable in my creative practice is to take opportunities to surround myself with new people and new ideas when I can. This change in perspective opens up the possibilities and helps me see my own blind spots because the problem with blind spots is we don't know we have them. If you're a crafter, take a class using a different medium, go to a retreat, visit a new guild, try a different technique, join a different group. Ideally, the goal here is to get a new and different perspective. I belong to a business mastermind, and one of the things I love most about it is that while we are all entrepreneurs, we are all in very different industries. And those differences make for some really interesting new ideas When it comes to talking about what we do in our businesses, what I've noticed is that so often we have blind spots that are based on our own perceived rules of how things are done in our own little world. So when it comes to creativity, it is important to take a vacation from things as you know it, recognize new ways of doing things, and ultimately get unstuck. By being more independent in the way you approach your craft. The key to creative independence is making your art your own. And the more you quiet the voices that say you can't, you should, you have to, the more freedom you have to let your ideas grow. Last but not least, make friends with failure. I'm sure I talk about this a lot, but part of creativity is being willing to take risks, knowing that the worst that can happen is that you just have to start over. But as long as we see failure as this big, scary thing, we're going to keep going out of our way to avoid it. And trying to avoid failure is not creative independence. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have learned, and it has not been easy, but I've learned to stare failure straight in the eye and challenge it. If my idea flops, I know I'll live to fight another day, but if it doesn't, then I may just land upon something new and better than what I've done before. And maybe what would help is to give it a new name because I don't really think failure is the end unless you quit. So if you're using the experience as a lesson and you're taking it and you're moving forward or starting over, then let's call it practice. And practice is a good thing. Isn't that what they say about how to get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Trying to avoid failure at all costs will always limit your creativity. I am not a great painter, and once in a while I get this urge to try it again just to see if I've suddenly developed a knack for it. But I sit down and pour all of my hopes into one meager project, only to be reminded that I am no better at it today than I was five years ago the last time I tried but I know what I'm doing wrong here. I'm not giving myself the freedom to fail. I expect that I'll pick up a paintbrush after zero practice and suddenly start painting something worth hanging on the wall. That's just not usually how it works. And in order to improve, I would need to practice. In other words, fail quite a bit until my skills grew. Creative independence comes with practice and practice comes with failure. It's all interconnected and it's part of our growth as we move through life. Allowing yourself the freedom to practice will help you grow as a maker. What I want for you is this, to know that boundaries can both keep you safe and sometimes keep you stuck. That if you feel really inspired to try something, even if it's outside the rules, try it. What's the worst that can happen? I want to encourage you to ask why, to let yourself wonder a bit more and challenge old ideas, especially if those old ideas are not working for you. Maybe the only reason no one has done it differently yet is because the world was waiting for you to suggest it. Creative freedom comes when you honor the inspiration as it appears and when you have the bravery to follow the creative call, even if it's leading you to color outside the lines. The best ideas are often hiding just on the edges of what we think is possible. Look around you. What can you do? What do you have? What do you want to create? If you got to make your own rules, what would that look like? So here's wishing you a little extra creative independence. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Until then, you've got this.